On today's talent and recruitment focus, we review one of the sessions from the recent Unleash America show. We talk about the importance of supporting caregivers in the workplace. And we also consider what it's like to be rated the best company in the world to work for. And how do you hang on to that crown? It's time for another Unleash cast. Here we go again. It's talent focus number five. I welcome back Ali Navrat, senior journalist, talent lead. How are you? Good, thanks, John. How are you? I can't believe this is our fifth one. We've been doing this for five whole months. Five whole months and the news never (laughs) stops. Uh, I know we talked about it pre-event. We talked about it while we were there. Uh, The first story is going to cover it a little bit, but let's just have a quick Vegas wash up. How are you feeling after the event? Was it like a mad fever dream? Did Did you have fun? Yeah, I did have fun. It feels like it was ages ago already. I think the long weekend we had... Um, here in the UK because the Queen's 70th Jubilee kind of was very nice end to come back and get over the jet lag over that but now it feels like it's been ages since Sunnish America but no very much enjoying reflecting on it and having the time to kind of think about some of the trends when we were there it was a little bit you know session 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 so now it's quite nice to have the time and the space to reflect on some of the really really interesting stuff that all our amazing speakers were talking about. Yes indeed absolutely uh, it was it was brilliant. It was so good to get back together. Uh, the atmosphere is amazing. Um, we're looking forward to next year already. Um, lots of secret, exciting plans hatching as we speak. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about the world of talent and recruitment uh, and people and the interesting stories that we've covered. And it makes sense just to segue into the first story, which was a roundup from Unleash America, one of the panels, how to thrive in the great resignation. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so it was a panel with Luciana, who is kind of ex-HP and now works for a company called True Culture, Bill Tompkins from Smart Direct Club and Carrie Thiessen from Fannie Mae, who I interviewed interviewed pre-Unleash America. Um, And it it was kind of the last one of the day, the last one of the whole event, actually, for me so it was but I was really impressed but everyone still seemed really engaged I think sometimes the end of the conference sometimes people can get a bit like uh, too much information overload but everyone actually seemed really engaged and it was obviously um compared by our own Kate Graham and um, director of content labs and it was yeah I just thought the the kind of interesting things that they said which is what I picked out in the roundup because obviously they said so much more than what's in this roundup um was about employee experience and we talk about this a lot like yeah people will move jobs for more pay obviously they're going to do that but maybe a way to get them to stay is actually if you have a good culture and people want to be there they won't necessarily just leave because they're going to get five grand more. So I think people are starting to value some of that kind of enjoying coming to work, liking their colleagues, you know, feeling valued, feeling part of something bigger than just themselves and kind of being able to grow as well, which we talk a lot lot about. So um, Luciana, I think, and um, Bill talked about that quite a lot during the session. While I think of it, uh, I was for... (laughs) Odd reasons, which I'm not going to go into here. Not nefarious, but just quite funny. I was <laughs> scrolling back through some old Instagram posts of mine, and I found a still. I was at the time, I think it was 2017, 2018. I was reading uh, one of the books by the founders of Basecamp, and uh, I took a snap of one of the pages, and it said, "Culture is the process of good behaviour repeated," or something like that. Which I thought was quite a nice. I've, I paraphrased slightly, but I thought it was quite a ni- nice way of kind of describing something which is yeah. often quite intangible and yeah the 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 talk 
that session seemed to come back to a lot of things that other people have said, which doesn't mean that the, the talk itself didn't throw up some unique ideas, but it is interesting to see that that is one of the big themes of uh, what was being talked about at the event, that a lot of the time, the work that you're going to value and the, the companies that you're going to value working for, it isn't about the actual work. It's about, it's not about the money, it's about the culture. It's about things like meeting free days and all these things that the the, the people on the panel were talking about. That's, that's kind of what yeah. I've drawn from it. I think as well, um, I think it was Luciana again made a really good point about like if you want to create this connection you want to create this culture ask people what they want don't just assume that they want I don't know more pub meetups or to all be in the office on the same day maybe they want more team-based meetups rather than a whole company meetups maybe they want activities maybe they want you know I know some companies do where they're like global companies they go and travel around to different offices so they send say all their employees to Barcelona because they've got an office in Barcelona and rather than just everyone going all the time to, you know, San Francisco or whatever their HQ is. And I think that's kind of ask people what they want rather than just assume you know best. I think that's the best thing with culture. Yeah, it seems simple, doesn't it? Communicate, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's we're at the stage where that side of things is better than ever. And it's taken uh, some events, global events to get there. But um, it seems encouraging. I mean, th this... This story is quite a positive way to kick things off, but the next one isn't quite so much in the, the realm of positivity, which is a story about workplace caregiving and, and not just for kids as well, but uh, workplace caregiving for adults who are dependents. Um, tell us a bit about this story, Ali. Yeah, so I I particularly, but um, Anish in general, has written quite a lot about kind of parents and mothers, especially kind of having to leave the workforce because of, you know, the burden of caregiving. Um, and this one was just from, I got some um, results from Lottie, who are a, a um, like, I think they kind of advise on care. That's kind of more what they do rather than provide the care, but more for elderly and adults rather than children. And this is particularly interesting to me, really, because, um, for instance, my, my parents are caring for my grandmother. Most of them are retired. So they don't have any of these things to worry about. But if she, you know, got ill, five, 10 years earlier than she did. And she's 94 this year. I'm sure she wouldn't mind me saying that. <laughs> she's very proud. Then it would have been, it would have been really hard, would have been really hard. And I don't know what my parents would have done. And they would have been in a financial situation to pay for carers, but would that be the right solution? So this one was quite an interesting one. And I think what I found most interesting about it was Lottie was saying, there's quite a lot of stigma still. And I think that's probably true. People don't want to say that they have all this other stuff to do in working hours because it makes it look like they're slacking and they're not working hard when that's not actually true. As we've talked about many times in this podcast, many times uh, in our niche articles anyway, work is about outcomes, not about input, um, not about how many hours you work, not about kind of the hours that you put in or presenteeism. It's really about how much work you do at the end of the day. Um, so I think what Lottie was saying is kind of not only do you need to break the stigma and kind of encourage people to talk about the stuff that's going on in their personal lives, but also you need to provide them with flexible working and you need to give them some support. Sometimes people might not even know, you know, the solutions that are out there. They might just think it's a care home or this, but there's probably a lot more nuance to some of that kind of, especially elderly care. Yeah. I think all this awareness has come about for an obvious reason and that's the pandemic. And it suddenly shone a light on what everyone else has got going on in their lives, which is a good thing generally, but you have to get through the hard bits. We're, I, w I don't want to say that we're past, well, we're clearly not past the crisis, but we're past the shock of it. Mm 
now it's about one it's about not accepting to have to live with having to do all these things as well as working but it's also like you say in the piece it's about a culture of psychological safety as well and appreciating that everyone's got these things going on as you say it's about outcomes and yeah flexible working these these kinds of things it's now the norm which is good i think I think we're hope. I think it's it's getting there. I think you're you're right. Like obviously the the shock of the crisis is over, but in some ways this is almost the harder bit. This is the bit where you have to go. What did we do wrong? What did we do right? And how do we make it better? Whereas I think in COVID it was just like, oh yeah, we managed to do some work working from home in a crisis. Woohoo! You know, I like in my the job I was doing at the time we had magazines to get out. Yay! We got the magazine out. You know, it was like small wins. Whereas now it's like, well, but. How do you do that month on month on month and make sure that your people are okay and that they're actually, you know, able to work the best that they can, even if they've got loads of other stuff going on? Because people always have a lot of stuff going on in their personal lives they don't share at work. But I'm hoping we're creating a kind of culture where people feel more empowered to talk about, to be a bit more human at work and for employers to be a bit more human with them too. And so the piece finishes with uh, a few techniques, tips, some advice where to next, which is really good. But we're going to finish on a high and that's with a uh, piece about DHL Express, which have been voted the best place in the world to work, I do believe. How yes. have they done that though? <laughs> I know, they're very pleased. They've been, I think, like climbing up since like 2017. I think they were like eighth or something in 2017 and then 2020 they were second. So I think 2021 they really wanted to be first and they achieved it. Um from what I interviewed their newly appointed EVP of Global HR, um, who someone actually pointed out on LinkedIn, has very interesting route into HR. She um, came from customer service side, which is fascinating. So I'm definitely going to have to follow up with her about how on earth that works. Um, <laughs> I didn't really manage to get into her job title in the interview. You know, only had half an hour. There was a lot to say. <laughs> about DHL Express. But yeah, it seems like connection, which we've been talking about a lot today, obviously, um, and we talk about a lot most of the time, was really important, particularly with the frontline workers. I mean, you know, DHL Express is a parcel delivery service, right? Most of their employees were delivering people their, their mail. And as we know, people, I definitely did, ordered more stuff online <laughs> because you couldn't go to the shop, you know? It was COVID. Um, there was a deadly virus out there. We weren't protected at all, um, other than masking, of course, but pre-vaccines, free for all. But yeah, I think they also kind of really dialed up all the stuff they were already doing around diversity and inclusion, CSR, corporate social responsibility, which we've written a lot about kind of, you know, this ESG side where people, as we've said, want to work for more companies that are kind of bigger than themselves or like care about more than just money. Talked about this a lot. Um, so, yeah, I think what's most interesting for me is that DHL is very clear that this they want to win next year or this year. They want to be the best again and again and again. And that's really good to hear. And it's just about how they actually do that. And it seems like employee listening seems to be the approach. Yeah, funny that. But uh, it's great. You know, they, they've obviously been through a difficult time, changed a, a lot, but probably their business ramped up for a fair bit for the reasons you said. But it's all about loyalty to their employees. It's about connection. It's about sustainability, as you say. Very similar conversation I had with uh, lastminute.com as well on the podcast. And so we're seeing these trends of this is 
how you become a great company to work for. Surprise, surprise, it's about listening and <laughs> all these other kind of, uh, you know, extra cultural activities as well. Um, things like virtual events and yoga and, and all these things, which aren't just ephemeral, they're actually, it turns out, quite important to how you feel about the work that you do. I think so. And I think it's just, as we've already said, but I think, um, you know, this DHL interview says exactly the same thing. Listen to what they want, listen to what how they think you can do better. Because I think she, um, Fad said, um, you know, they were really surprised because they thought people were doing quite well doing some of this learning going on to learning I mean it's outside talent but same <laughs> all connected right um <laughs> but she was actually surprised by how many people want to do face-to-face learning again and that's probably something they never would have known if they hadn't done all these surveys and asked these questions and you know that might not be the same obviously that every organization is different but if you don't ask the question you're never going to know and then maybe they would have lost talent if they hadn't you know brought back some face-to-face learning because people be like well I told you and you didn't listen mm-hmm. So I'm going to go somewhere where they do listen to me. So it's just fascinating. I think it was a really fun interview. And yeah, we'll have to wait and see, won't we, if they win in 2022 or who might pip them to the post. Always exciting to see these rankings and see where employers employees, employers, sorry, sit compared to kind of what they put out about themselves and what the reality is. Yes, true. Uh, congrats to DHL Express, and maybe they can hold on to their crown <laughs> next year. I was trying to going to try and work in some kind of courier-based pun there, but I failed. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, it's interesting that uh, it, it varies business to business, of course, uh, but interesting that their employees wanted to get back to face-to-face learning. It reminds me of a very recent conversation with our new intern, actually, and the mm. first thing she said was, when do we meet in the office? You know? <laughs> and so you can do everything remote. It works. We know this, but people clearly want this this uh, human connection every so often. So, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I think maybe you know, especially we talked about this a lot before, but for the younger generation as well, I think that in person connection and kind of learning on the job rather than kind of more formalized learning is is it is easier in the office. It's obviously possible from home. But I think, yeah, it was really interesting. Maybe she just desperate to meet us, John. We're such good novelty value in the office, you see. It must be. It must be. <laughs> okay, uh, that was uh, Talent Focus number five in the bag. Uh, Ali, thanks for your time as always. And uh, we will speak soon. Bye.